everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Power Athlete Radio featuring The Crew, where a former pro football player, a D3 all-star, and a guy who peaked in high school use strength and conditioning as an excuse to talk about everything but. Now here's John, Luke, and Tex. Drive on. Kick the wheels right before the hammer strikes. Make sure the levels fall from low. I got the girls shining in those so bright. Power Athlete Nation. What's happening? Am I on key? Am I? On, is that what it's called? Am I on, when you're on tone? Key? Tone? Ketones? Ketones. Is that what we're going to get into today? No, text. That's nonsense. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Premier Podcast in Strength and Conditioning. Ing. <laughs> <laughs> Our featured uh, friend of the podcast over here, John Wellborn, is just nodding. Would you say you're nod ing? Yes. <laughs> That's right, people. We are here with another crew episode. What's so funny over there? Uh, I'm just laughing. Funny at, man, at, tell me a joke. At how hard you guys are trying to get me to say. What? What? We can do this all day, John. <laughs> yeah. uh, just a, uh, reminded me of a. Our, Wayne's World quote, a sphincter says, says what? What? I don't get it. Oh, you want me to keep saying S sphincter says what? To make me seem stupid. And they're like, ah, remember at the Rob Lowe one? They're yeah. like, oh, oh, he, he, he he's <laughs> very <laughs> smart. Uh, me, very stupid. Bows yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Vows> away. <laughs> yeah, <he's> like, <laughs> uh, it's a lot of great. Whatever happened to Mike Myers? Uh, I think he's crushing it. Just doing his Shrek, thing. Shrek, he made a billion dollars and then he had, um, and then he's like done cameos. Yeah, he was in As, the Queen movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Good for him. For sure. The guy's genius. Mm-hmm. I mean, to kill I, a... Uh, so. Kit married an action murder. Yeah. I was just going there. I remember... I'd have to rewatch that. Because I remember it being like roll on the floor yeah. laughing funny. Oh, it's still that funny. Okay. All right. I mean, when's the last time I've ever threw your movie advice into the trash and walked away? Was it maybe Vision Quest? And that turned out pretty <laughs> shitty on my part. So... Mike Myers is back in. Maybe we'll do this Friday movie wreck. We've uh, we've got a lot. I know. If our listeners were not aware on movie on Fridays, we drop movie recommendations mm-hmm. from the crew, and we watch that movie on the weekend. That's and then right. We discuss and yeah, and uh, but that's not what this one's about. We're not talking movies today, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another crew episode of Power Athlete Radio, a top fitness podcast on iTunes. I bet you didn't know that, and if you did, didn't that means you haven't. Um, probably haven't reviewed us or rated this podcast, which you should rate it and tell your friends about it. Uh, today we are talking, we're taking a call. Call, a voicemail has hit the hotline. Hot. Hotline is hot. hot and the hotline is open. It, that number to the hotline is 929-464-4640. That's 929-ING-ING-0. You can call us, leave us a message on anything you want. We've been fielding some training, nutrition, a little bit of like movie and entertainment. And a lot of life. Mm-hmm. A lot of advice. Yeah, we're looking to give life advice. We, hey, you, if you're looking to lease a car, call us and ask us. And we'll tell you what car to lease or buy. Or yeah. not by Tanner. Well, especially if you're into like, you know, piece of shit 80s pickup trucks. That's I right. found that like now people are like texting me pictures. Hey, should I buy this? And my usual thing is no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. 
here's what you need to look because they're addictive mm-hmm. once you get one next thing you know they're like oh, gremlins my. they get wet and they just multiply next thing you know you end up with a dozen of these things mm-hmm. if you want to know more call us and ask us Leave us a voice message. Uh, we've gave this advice because we were starting to get some like three, four minute voicemails. We don't want to know that much. Thanks, Tim Wacker. So, yeah. <laughs> but Tim's a great guy. Tim's one of our guys. Long time guy. <laughs> long time listener, long time caller. Yeah. And uh, long time message lever. But he's now changed his Literally. ways. He's called us and told us that he will be succinct from now on. In a three-minute voicemail. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like that voicemail was kind of long that he apologized yeah. on. You know, if, the, if that would be... Tim, that would have been fantastic, buddy. Like, if he just called to apologize two part, and didn't two just... part, three minute voicemail about being brief. The um... brevity is not my thing. Well, El Duterino, if you're not in the whole brevity thing. Okay. <laughs> so the voicemail's open. Call us, leave us a message, and we'll get to it like today. So we have Shirley. Don't call me Shirley. Shirley, uh, you can't be serious. <laughs> uh, I'm not kidding, and don't call me Shirley, which uh, would be airplane. That's right. Shirley is calling, asking us a little bit about um, some TRT with over 40 athletes, which that term I think is a lowercase a athlete. But let's uh, see what Shirley has to say, and then we'll get into it. Hey, guys. This is Shirley. I'm calling to get your thoughts on testosterone replacement therapy for the over 40 athlete. Uh, Given multiple iterations of blood work showing low T, even with uh, good sleep, dieting, and uh, lifting dialed in. Uh, Thanks. Look forward to hearing from you. Thank you, Shirley. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. And thanks to all the listeners who call as well and aren't calling but are just listening. And if you're not listening, I don't like you. The question has to, let's assume, let's make some assumptions. So he says he's training. What's he doing for his training? Let's assume he's following our stuff. Okay. He says nutrition. Well, let's assume he's within the guardrails. We're going to have to assume a lot here. Right. Why don't we say, okay. Well, let's, we, let's just start with the testing piece first. Okay, go, go. So he says there's several iterations of blood testing. Um, the blood testing is just going to give you a one snapshot in time. So I think what happens with blood testing and people think that it's kind of this panacea, it's going to fix everything. What it's doing is it's showing you a snapshot in time at which they drew that blood. For the blood testing to be really accurate, you have to have a longer kind of iteration saying, hey, I, I did this testing every two, three weeks for over the course of a couple months and it's historically low. Now, the problem is, is if you're just doing like, uh, you know, I don't, he didn't say if he was doing total test, free test, what, what necessarily what testing he was doing, but I bet he's not doing any micronutrient testing. Um, a lot of times we've seen with people that have low T isn't necessarily for anything other than the fact that uh, they're having inflammation in the gut or they're low in something and there's certain key uh, micronutrients that you need to convert for testosterone. One is zinc, magnesium, and iron. If you're low in selenium and other key micronutrients, it's going to be next to impossible for you to be able to efficiently uh, you know, make a lot of testosterone. The other thing that could be relating is even if his total testosterone was pretty good, if all of a sudden sex-binding globulin hormone gets elevated and produced through the liver, if that's elevated, it's going to gobble up and block all your free testosterone. So he doesn't say if it's total test or free test. So we're going to have to take an assumption that maybe they're doing both values. Um, so the first one I would look at is micronutrient testing. Send him to somebody like a Dr. Tom and let him do a full micronutrient panel and figure out why he's low in these micronutrients and if he is. Uh, the other one's going to come and he said, even though his sleep is dialed, has he actually had a sleep study? If he has sleep apnea or even if he, it looks good, poor sleep and uh, you know the inflammation associated with crappy sleep can all of a sudden 
block, you know, create high levels of cortisol and cortisol and testosterone mm-hmm. play in the same plane. So when cortisol high, it's very hard to get a, a higher testosterone. Mm-hmm. So that, that would be a key factor. We don't know what he's doing for his training. He might be severely overtrained. I, uh, we have grindstone. So, okay, so identifying the individual, he is currently on grindstone okay. programming. So probably he's lifting heavy weights two days a week. He's probably backfilling. So I would bet you he's in that. So once we'd kind of exhausted all that, uh, we'd, we'd looked at the micronutrient testing. We looked at the training. We looked at the sleep. What about stress from work? Let's just say this dude is, I don't know. Let's say he's like a 60, 70 hour hours a week running his own business and is like stressed out. Dude, his stress is an, an, another key factor family. for testosterone. Family's another one. Um, the, you know, I mean, uh, it can be as, as simple as when I was, you know, 18 years old, I got kicked in the balls and now I have some form of like issue where I have some testicular damage and now it's not converting. I'm as sorry you, to hear about that, John. As you guys, you know, <laughs> as you guys know, women uh, produce small amounts of testosterone in their adrenals. Guys produce 10% of their testosterone adrenals. 90% of the testosterone is produced in the testes. So if there was damage to the testes. So um, after we'd, ex- we'd, we'd looked at that, I would look at some more kind of uh, edge of the peripheral ways to see if we could maximize testosterone before you went actually on replacement. Uh, one of those things um, in terms of a supplement, the only one that I've ever seen have a positive impact on testosterone levels is Dr. Tom Cosenta's Renew Male. Uh, I thought that pro that uh, the research on that one was off the charts, but um, also a prescription drug that's called Clomid. Pretty interesting. What it does is it actually stimulates the testes in such a way that if there's an issue there, and I, I read a research not too long ago that showed that like. Uh, I want to say it was like a, a four day a week. So it was like a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday dose of, clo- of Clomid um, ramped up your production of natural testosterone mm-hmm. as a way to stimulate the testes. And I would have to go and pull up my computer to actually look at the pathway in which it works. But um, there's some key facts like that. Um, if you decide after maybe, you know, and I, I've also seen people do some really jiggy stuff where they cycle on of, uh, they do some cycles of HCG to try to get their uh, testes kind of stimulated and get them back and helping that. Now, if Do you all- think also, John, like there's, let's say someone's like, oh, my nutrition's dialed in, right? And let's say it is. Do you think they also mean like alcohol consumption? Um, alcohol consumption can kill testosterone levels. Mm-hmm. So I remember uh, Dr. Tom and I had a funny conversation. He said that he's had clients that are like, hey, I want to go on testosterone replacement. How do I ensure that my testosterone levels are low when I get tested? He said, one, heavy night of drinking, get less than uh, four hours of sleep. If you, you know, stay up drinking till 2 a.m. and the, the test is at six and you get four hours of sleep after a night of drinking, your testosterone levels will absolutely be in the toilet. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I mean, there's, and this is where things get dangerous with that idea of like, hey, I got this one snapshot on time. What if you had a really poor sleep? What if you got woken up? What if you had a bad meal? I mean, there's a lot of things. So what you have to do is you have to look at this stuff over the course of time to, you know, kind of start seeing like mm-hmm. what the numbers. And I think what happens a lot of doctors, um, especially uh, with the testosterone replacement and the HRT stuff, they have these kind of weekend deal. The doctor goes and learns about it. And, uh, you know, hormone therapy and a lot of that stuff isn't necessarily common practice. Mm-hmm. So these guys learn. It's kind of a one-to-one. You test the guy. He's low. Let me give him and provide him this prescription. And they either do some form of injectable or it looks like a testosterone cream. And the problem with that is they give you this drug. And then what's the follow-up look like? So you guys have heard me talk on the podcast that my dad um, had prostate cancer. They removed his prostate. He went in and his testosterone levels were actually super low as they should be if you get your prostate removed. 
and um, they prescribed him testosterone cream. So he uses the cream, and all of a sudden he ended up having some TIAs and started, you know, had these kind of little mini strokes. And I ended up taking him to Dr. Tom. The first time they tested him, he had no testosterone in his body. So all the testosterone was aromatizing to estrogen. Estrogen was super high. So the doctor wrote him a prescription, told him how to use it, and never brought him back to retest him to actually see if the testosterone was working. Mm -hmm. Because if he had, he'd be like, are you using this every day? You have no testosterone in your system. But your estrogen's through the roof. Mm -hmm. So they probably would have been better off prescribing him something like a Rimadex or you know, something like a Clomid or something to stimulate natural production and tend to block estrogen. And he probably would have been healthier and lived a lot longer if he had not gone down that road. So my big thing with anything that looks like hormone replacement is, you know, that's for you and the doctor to decide, but make sure that you have a doctor who is well-versed, intelligent, and knows this stuff, just not some fucking, you know, guy in a strip mall that's like, oh yeah, I'll write you a script for whatever you want, and then not giving any guidance and not bringing you back to do some regular testing mm-hmm. so that not only are you able to fine-tune the amount, because the problem is if the testosterone level is way too high, it's going to basically throw your uh, hypothalamus axis out of sync and your body's going to not be able to uh, discern between exogenous and um, exogenous and endogenous testosterone. It just knows it has too much. So what it does is it turns off its natural production and it'll start balancing, trying to push estrogen up. So being able to go in and figure out, okay, if the guy wrote me a script for 150 milligrams, what does that 150 milligrams get me? And what is my estrogen and what are the other hormones around it look like? So that would be in terms of screening and trying to select a doc who's well-versed in this, it would be like, that would be a potential question is, you know, what are number one, what's your testing protocol to determine whether or not I'm a candidate. And number two, if I am a candidate, what's your testing protocol to determine whether or not we're accurately dosed. Yes. And if that doctor doesn't say something along the lines of, well, we need to get, we need to evaluate a 20 day window. Is that, or like 10 day or no, I mean, it could could be a um, 30 day, six week, um, I, I would probably look and say, you know, at, at most uh, a month or even two months, like the first month you're on it, 30 days out, I'd be interested to see what the value is. And then, you know, another 30 days, see the value. And at that point, you might push it out to six or eight weeks. And then leading up to that, is it the same type of cadence, like test two times 30 days apart to determine? Or is it something like test? Well, the so I think what happens is that people see a low value and it's just easier to do the prescription than it is to kind of do the detective work. Okay. Hey, if we did a bunch of micronutrient testing and figured out that you were low in all these nutrients, not because you hadn't been eating it because there was maybe some low level gut inflammation mm-hmm. or even some, you know, uh, low level, high level gut inflammation. Now all of a sudden you're like, man, I got some systemic inflammation in the body that's blocking receptor sites for my body to absorb these nutrients in the gut. Now, all of a sudden, I'm addressing a bigger problem opposed from just band-aiding the problem. Mm-hmm. So I'm a, big th- I'm a big believer in if something is off or something is wrong, I want to know why, not just what the band-aid fixes. And then if we fix everything and it's still low, all right, now I'm healthier. Now we can start looking. But that has to be done intelligent or you'll end up in a situation like my dad. The problem that he ran into is the doctor gave him the testosterone. His body fat was too high. And so when body fat's high your body aromatizes the estrogen much quicker. So he was getting that uh, testosterone aromatized to estrogen. Estrogen goes through up or goes through the roof, and next thing you know, the blood clots and gets thick, and next, and he ended up having problems associated with that. Is, is there an age you can expect testosterone just to not be salvageable, or is 40, you still should be a yeah. regular... 
Yeah, no, I mean, you should still be be functioning pretty good. My suspicion, it'd be like Keith Barr's metabolic health. I bet you it has to do more with your metabolic health than necessarily your your chronological age. So like the testosterone is a sign that there's some metabolic issue that you can focus on or find. um, Could be. You know, I mean, uh, some people just have low T. I mean, it's, uh, um, you know, I wrote an article years ago that talked about assholes are just people with low testosterone. I feel bad. And I feel bad for them. Uh, there is some very, very real, you know, physiological things. I mean, you figure, um, you know, uh, who was it? I, I want to say years ago, Dr. Tom did a study on a bunch of, uh, football players yeah, and yeah. found that, uh, every one of them came in complaining of low T, like, uh, feel tired, whatever. All their testosterone was fine. It was actually their growth hormone was off because the impacts of the head was disrupting the hypothalamus axis. So, a lot of times people are like, oh, I feel tired, I feel lethargic, and they think that, hey, this testosterone shot's going to be like a shot of adrenaline, and it's not necessarily like that. Um, I would say that, I would say, uh, and this is the game plan I give, you know, and you guys will get the, um, the inside scoop on the thing whenever I do private coaching, and I get hit up quite often, and if you guys are interested in this, you know, you can go to, you know, uh, johnwellborn.com and send me a consult, and I do this quite often with guys. The big thing I do is what does the testing look like? Who's doing the testing? What are we testing? And then here's a recommendation of what I think you should get done. Based off of this, we can make small tweaks and changes, get retested, and if it doesn't change, then then I'll give you uh, you know the Cosenta, Dr. Tom, Dr. Kirk Parsley, um, the people that I, I work with and I know that are really jiggy with this shit. This is the game plan that I would like for you to discuss with your doctor as based as vetted by the smartest dudes on the planet for this stuff. And uh, what we've seen over the course of 10 plus years working with, um, you know, hundreds of clients on how to effectively get this done and what the testing protocols get like, you know, and from those numbers, you can start making real decisions. Like if all of a sudden, hey, a CC a test at 200 milligrams, all of a sudden gets me to 1500, 2000 over, then that's probably a little too high. And Dr. Parsi coined a term, you know, super physiological, which is not what you necessarily want. Because when that happens, you start having some problems. Yeah. It- Rebounds, right? Yeah, like you so, get a rebound so effect. you get a the things go are put into motion to find equilibrium. Yeah. So you always want to keep things in balance, and um, you know there's things to look at, like there's uh, DHT levels. Um, like for me personally, just a little history. When I get my blood work done, uh, the DHT is through the roof. So like I, I think naturally I produce seven times the amount of DHT that other people do. So DHT is associated with uh, prostate issues. Uh, uh, and hair loss. So prostate and hair loss. What's crazy is my prostate numbers are, are like 0.1. And then I also don't have no hair loss. So it doesn't affect me. Like it's something physiological. And I remember Dr. Tom testing me over the years. He's like, uh, your DHT's through the roof, which would make sense why you were, you know, physiologically able to do your job and like, you know, associate DHT with aggression. So he's like, it's probably why you were probably more aggressive and a little more violent than other people with the DHT. But he goes, it didn't have a negative impact. Mm-hmm. So now, um, you know, I take a bunch of like supplements and kind of herbs and everything. Not herbs, but like, I don't know, pot- like whatever Dr. Tom puts in the supplements. That is one of them is kind of a, a saw palmetto that does some uh, blocking of DHT. So um, that's just something I address because even though it doesn't affect me, you know, being 40 plus and having seven times the normal level of DHT doesn't make sense over the course of time. Right, but you also know from like longitudinally from your blood work in your mid-20s over the past 
20 years, I guess, right? Like so, so that Tom, you've had this elevated level and now it's time to like maybe titrate that down. Yeah, it's not so like a crash have, either. So I, I have blood work when I met Tom in 01, maybe. So I have every six months for the last 18, 19 years, we have blood work. So what he's able to do is aggregate all this information and kind of see where these things are, what his blood sugar look like. This hasn't changed. And then that's how we make the uh, kind of the changes. But um, I, I am not opposed to it. And I always tell Tom whenever I get my blood work done. The TRT done, stuff? Yeah, I'm, I'm not opposed to it. Whenever I tell Tom, uh, whenever I get my blood work done, I'm like, well, tell me when. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm not opposed to it. But, it, and his thing is, is if your body's working well, testosterone looks good, everything's healthy, then just avoid it until you, it doesn't. And then use that as kind of the, the last resort. But there's a lot of levers that we can pull before then. And I'm always like, man, tell me when, tell me when, tell me when. Yeah. And, um, and you know, and that's a very real deal, you know, but also I think the reason they kind of pick 40 is most guys, right. Are, you know, have already had their kids they are in kind of a different phase of their life. If you're thinking like, Oh, I'd like to potentially have another baby or I would like to get my wife pregnant. What'll happen is if you go on testosterone replacement, it'll retard your body's natural production, which mm. will kind of kill your sperm count. So, um, it's kind of hard for dudes to have a, a big sperm count on, um, you know, if they're trying to have children when they're on some form of testosterone replacement. So it depends on where you are within the cycle of your life and what kind of things you're doing. Mm -hmm. But I would personally check all those boxes instead of just being like, well, the doctor said I got low T. I guess I'm going to take this stuff. Yeah. In your article, talk to me, Johnny, low testosterone, cortisol, and CrossFit from October, 2016. And you're almost answering a very similar question. Yeah. I mean, uh, the stance hasn't changed. I mean, this, uh, you know, well, what I do in the private coaching when people hit me up is we usually do a consult and I help them kind of work through this and kind of figure out their training and try to, you know, dial these things in and give them some good ideas and, you know, put a protocol together that not only looks like diet, but also looks like training, what they're doing for sleeping. Um, you know, I recommend, especially guys in their forties, if they're having something, even though they say they're sleep styled and something like CPAP mm -hmm. makes a huge difference. Um, there's also some other stuff, you know, uh, some other secrets that we can kind of throw out there. But um, I really think that there is an interesting protocol. And if you're implementing it and you're testing it, you're eating for micronutrients and trying to figure out like, hey, what does this balance look like? I think we can make some real gains. And then if you don't, there's always that final step. And then there's some other levels like I talked about with like the Clomid, HCG and some other things that you mm -hmm. can do pre uh, before we get in that. But I think what happens with a lot of this stuff is people don't go into it with a plan. The doctor makes it, prescribes it, you start taking it, and then like, then what? Right. Like there is no like, okay, like what does it look like a year from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, am I just going to stay on this? Do I know what these dosages are looking like? Is it helping me? What is the other blood that work like that? Is it helping? Yeah. This is you my know. life now. Like that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it shouldn't be. Or maybe it could be. It just, you have to go and informed and it sounds like there's a more there's a kind of a base level of information that you should probably know before going into this point. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but it just could be more prudent ways to improve quality of life. Cause I would bet that a dude for the most part, or maybe not, I, maybe, I don't know. I, let's say you go in and you say you're reported like, Oh, low T, how do you feel though? And you're like, I'm fucking, I'm still tearing it up. I'm in my prime, baby. My training's great. My sleep is great. My mood is great. Like, um, I, I wonder if that's psychological. Guys go get their blood work and done. And then all of a sudden, right? Oh, your T's low. And then next thing, it's a kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, because if you're still performing, and like, I guess I, we use that term mostly in the paradigm of sport and like expression of 
performance traits, but like people train for quote unquote life. So what is the what is life performing in life look like? It's like having having fulfilling moments with your family, being in positive mood and things like that, like enjoying yourself, I guess. Do you really need TRT? Um I think that there's definitely a, a feeling of virility associated with, you know, I mean, uh, like eating a high protein diet, getting eight hours of sleep, lifting heavy weights, drinking enough water, not absolutely butchering your hormones with a, you know, fucking four nights of heavy drinking, um, you know, doing all the little things, making sure you're eating, you know, Roy G. Bib for a variety of stuff, being tested so that. You know, and uh, I'll tell you this, man, the the one that ends up fixing a lot of this stuff, and you've seen this, Luke, in your own stuff. Oh, yeah. Is you go in and like all of a sudden you have this low-level inflammation or you have this gut You're inflammation. Like, yeah, where where did I get this gut parasite? Where did this mm-hmm. come from? And instead of like addressing this, like I don't want to have some low-level gut parasite that ends up causing, you know, stomach cancer. Uh, you know, instead of being like, well, your testosterone's low, so let me just give you a shot opposed from fixing some of this base-level stuff. Right. And I really think that's where... Uh, Cosenta and, and Tom are so far ahead of the curve. And like, I've recommended people go to Tom for, geez, almost you know a decade plus. You guys, you know, have, mm-hmm. have known my relationship with him because he's one of the only people that I've met that has the volume of testing and the experience to work through just about any situation. And through that, you know, you can be able to mm-hmm. put together some things that are like, hey, like, um, uh, you know, this is something I'm dealing with. Could this be a deciding factor? And then when we can fix all that stuff, then we can actually get some honest to goodness um, information back into testing and then make an informed decision. If what you're effectively doing is you're throwing a Band-Aid on top of a bigger issue, right. then the issue never resolves and we just have to keep you know reapplying Band-Aids. And so. my experience with Tom, and like I've been fortunate enough to get to know him personally, you know, through you, John, and him being a friend of Power Athlete is, I've never really heard him trash talk much you know what i mean where he's it's like well we need more information to know mm-hmm. like we just need more information to know with the exception of like i would say he, he does he is not a fan of like modern cancer treatment right just go in and nuke everything yeah. but even then he'll say well that maybe you know like there might be someone where that's the way we got to go but it, we don't know because it's everything is so hyper individualized genetically you know, and this, and he's part of that that cohort of yeah. collecting all the genetic um, well, varieties but, of these diseases and shit like that, and treating like grouping things that way instead of like locally. That locally, was what yeah. was cool for me. He's like, just because cancer has uh, is mastocized, is that the right? Yeah. Mastocized in the breast doesn't mean it's unique to the breast. Like, all no breast cancer is genetically the equivalent, and they all respond differently to, to certain different therapies. So. It, like just to know that and I'm, I remember asking him like is that for real he's like oh yeah the, everybody knows this and it's like what the fuck yeah. well the um, and, and to pull back on the testosterone thing I oh, think yeah, um, there's some also really interesting stuff with peptides and um, my recommendation is don't go on the internet and fucking buy some research grade peptides from some weird pharmacy like just don't do it like there's uh, actually FDA pharmacies and there's doctors that actually do some prescription of that stuff uh, be smart like and the other one too is I think um, like the age old, like, and I, I hate to use the term conscientious objector because that's associated with people that didn't think they should fight in Vietnam. 
but like the the idea of being like an educated consumer with a slight hint of like skepticism skepticism yeah. so that when the doctor and you know and here's another issue they don't teach hormone replacement in med school like they don't teach nutrition it's a one day deal in there so i always get nervous when doctors start talking too much about nutrition and especially with this hormone stuff they have like a weekend seminar that's put on these guys go and learn for you know 16 hours and next thing you know they have um you know their family gets a trip to hawaii for all these different prescriptions that they can write for this various pharmacy or for this this certain drug yeah treatment yeah for this so i'm not ruling it out i just said that there is a, a road to get there that doesn't look like just here's the script go to the doc i have low t and getting a shot and it's also possible too like let's say you just got this blood work right there's this sense of urgency to probably take action but you've probably been operating off of this for years you know what i mean mm -hmm. so like don't feel that there's a sensation, like the sensation to rush and get to an answer today has got to be like overwhelming, but like do the, do the groundwork, right? And slow the roll, get the micronutrient panel done. Make sure you're in like, a, get the sleep study done. Make sure you're carrying a low level of body fat, 15%. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I would not highly recommend somebody going on some hormone replacement that's you know, in the twenties or the thirties percent. If you're okay. if, if your body fat is really high, you're gonna have a hell of a deal with that aromatization because what's crazy is they will write a script for testosterone like it's nothing. But the minute that you're like, hey, what about something to kind of blunt or maybe like something like a Rimidex or um, you know, aromacin or something that ends up blunting or or just or killing off estrogen, all of a sudden now they've entered a completely different realm because now those are female drugs or those are cancer drugs that they're, you know, and that's outside the scope of what they've been taught in their weekend seminar. Mm. So they all hand you a script for testosterone, but yet they don't understand that sometimes if that stuff aromatizes or when they get your blood work and the testosterone is, is high and the estrogen's high, how you nest the, uh, the steps in place to basically blunt and retard the estrogen levels, that's a little outside their kind of like wizardry. So you got to be, you know, you got to find a doctor who's sharp with that stuff. I mean, Doc Parsley, who is, you know, not only, um, you know, has worked in private practice, but was a SEAL doc for two decades, who has more information about hormones as it relates to sleep and diet and, you know, this and that, working in uh, that special population has been a wealth of information for it. Um, but there's a lot of different levers. You just have to find a doctor that's fucking well-schooled in mm -hmm. this type of Or work. has like a partner or, you know, like a... What, possibly a respected functional medicine doc that they, they collaborate with yeah. to help like kind of bridge the gap there and yeah. the shit they're not formally taught. Well, right? uh, the other one, and, I, and everybody like wants to talk to, um, uh, who is it? Um, the people that, that do uh, endocrinologists. So the endocrinologists, um, you know, they measure hormones in this and everybody's like, oh, I need to go to an endocrinologist. Endocrinologists are taught to look for pathology. So all of a sudden they see you have high testosterone levels. Oh, you must have a tumor. So they're looking for if this, then that. They're not necessarily into this this deal of like hormone optimization, which is a really new piece. Mm -hmm. And there's these different kind of hormone clinics that pop up like total men. And you go in there and there's a doc there. You, you know, get your blood work, writes your deal and, you know, pushes you on the way. And I think those places make a ton of money because, you know, who doesn't want more testosterone? Mm -hmm. But I really take or tell people like, Hey, let's take it slow. You always have that as the option. Let's figure out if we can ratchet up all those other things. Cause if we ratchet this and we fix these other issues, if you go to that, this will be much more advantageous. Mm -hmm. Did you have something text? I mean, is it, 
Uh, a simple test is finding a doctor that lifts weights and <laughs> understands the body's response to health well, fitness. How many, how many doctors have we met that lift weights well? Medical doctors? Yeah. Tom, Kirk. I yeah. mean, Doc Parsley. Yeah. What? Parsley's first off fine, but I don't think he's like a for great a Navy exerciser. Seal? Oh, for a Navy good point. Seal? Former Navy uh, SEAL. Those guys are uh, squats. Uh, just squats. kidding, my SEAL friends. He he had a pretty legit total in powerlifting. Yeah, yeah I guess he he, he squats tri- well. For and heck, a, he has a one seal. <laughs> one nice pair of calves. I'll tell you that much. Fucking uh, they, Me and Parsley they just look like, like a snake that swallowed a rabbit. <laughs> What's Katie Texas? It's just oh. the way. I mean. Uh, the the amount of doctors that I've I'm met, with you. I'm uh, with you. Dr. Tom is is one. I mean, we've met certain doctors that were, you know, pretty fit, like like to train and knew how to bang weights and understand the kind of the physiology associated with it. I will say that it's fewer and far between. Isn't this like Calvo? He didn't know shit about lifting weights. Mm-hmm. What about um? Doesn't Rob like? Didn't Rob have a network? Of, yeah. But that was like paleo the paleo practitioners. I guess that would get you closer to to medical doctors who are. Um, if they're tolerant of nutritional intervention, might be privy to some of the micronutrient we, components. Well, so this? That high-level micronutrient testing, like what Dr. Tom does, um, is pretty next-level type of stuff. I mean, that like like your, your your local you know doc sheriff who's down in the strip mall who's writing testosterone prescriptions doesn't even know that stuff exists because he doesn't have to. He just Dude's coming with low T. I test them. They got low T. And you know what I do? I write him a script. And next thing I know, yep. I'm, you know, and that's the deal. Whereas I look at Dr. Tom's approach and very similar to power athlete in that way. I mean, there's a reason why we've been friends as long and we work together is there's a holistic approach. It's just not if this, then that. Mm-hmm. And I think by taking that holistic approach, I mean, uh, you know, looking at like not only sleep, like what is sleep dialed? What is, what is testing are we looking at? Like what, how much testing, uh, what tests were done? What does the training look like? What is all these other key factors? And I think when we can take a look and we can look at, you know, let's say we get all this information, we put it up on a big whiteboard, you can start drawing conclusions mm-hmm. that I think the average doc who just wants to write a script isn't going to do because it's too much effort associated with it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also encouragement for the, the individual, the 40 plus year old to find that practitioner, the specialist, the doctor. Because not all doctors are created equal, just as not all coaches. And well, the other one is, uh, what did their testosterone look like in their twenties and thirties? So, what if your test like? Well, they don't like, know. Well, yeah, because yeah. they they don't have the testing. So, all of a sudden, the, the doctor tests you, and based off of his test, your number is low. Well, what's he testing? Is it free? Is it total? What does this look yeah. like? What is? What are all these other key factors? I mean, you know, you got to remember that like nothing exists in a vacuum. So, all of these things are interdependent. What is the hormone? What is your thyroid? What does your cortisol look like? What is this? What is this? What is, you know, the, uh, you know, liver function. I mean, all these things are, are compounding factors associated with it. It's just not like you got low T and that's the only thing wrong. Why? Well, the, the thorn perform bio that captured our hormones. Mm -hmm. So even if you're a 30 something right now and you want to have a reference 10 years down the line, affordable at home, affordable at home test solution could be the thorn. Uh, mm-hmm. perform bio and there's other there's other outfits that are kind of in that space yeah, we a, just we know these companies and have we use them and we trust them and like we aren't incentivized in any it's, way it's easy and it's on i mean on your time like literally drop it in the mail and mm-hmm. yeah 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 so as an option but i think aston answered that's a good one yeah so i guess if you guys have um i i sense there will be questions on this well, um, we've given you a ton of free information. If you want to sign up for a consult, just yeah. go to johnwellborn.com or reach out through Power Athlete. We yeah. can set up a consult. Power Athlete contact form or johnwellborn.com contact form. Which also either. goes to talk to me, Johnny. 
And we'll Dark. link up the article, the previous article as well, in the show notes. All right. Cool. Awesome. Well, Power Athlete Nation, now what do you feel like doing? Watching Vision Quest. Okay. Again. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to another episode of Power Athlete Radio, the premier podcast in strength and conditioning. Ing. <laughs> Leave us a voicemail if you've got a question. 929-464-4640. That's 929-ING-ING-ZERO. Now it's time for you to empower your performance. Head to powerathletehq.com backslash training to choose from a number of programs to meet your specific performance goals. And if you like to break a mental sweat too, visit academy.powerathletehq.com and become a real stakeholder in you or your athlete's success. Until next time, bye!